0: Here for a little nhl preview first time unprecedented uh, action and uh you know tis the season guys so tomorrow we got puck drop and i'm really excited to break it down we got a we got my pops my father tom senior why don't you introduce yourself over there
1: this is uh this is tom's tom tom murray senior former editor of the hockey news and i'm a little intimidated here because uh I think my two offspring might have forgotten more than I know, but uh,
0: I doubt I'm going to do the
1: best I can here. You guys are talking odds and all this other betting nonsense, and I'm uh, to quote uh, Ryan Whitney: I'm a bit of a pigeon when it comes to that category, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try and keep up with you guys.
0: I feel like we're at, this is a like a rough draft for that movie, The Internship that that just got got thrown away in the writers' room. That's, <laughs> that's a story for another day. Alright guys, um, so basically I just thought we would break down each, each division, um, your standings for the divisions, you can go into each team as, as much as you'd like, uh, and then we can get into some playoff action and then some a little bit of awards action, so is, is everyone cool with that? Sound good? Yeah. Alright, let's start on the Atlantic division, and, and I got the Toronto Maple Leafs coming in that first spot, I've got Tampa Bay coming in the second spot, the Florida Panthers coming in the third spot. The Boston Bruins coming in the fourth spot, the Buffalo Sabers coming in the fifth spot, the Montreal Canadiens coming in the sixth spot, the Detroit Red Wings in the seventh spot, and the Ottawa Senators in the eighth spot. And uh, basically, just going going through this this division, I just kind of really like Toronto this year as as the the favorites in the, this division. Obviously, Tampa Bay has a lot of talent, but I just like what I just like what the the Toronto Maple Leafs are cooking up this year, bringing in. Tyson Berry, obviously Alex Kerfoot, they've got some guys on this team that I think are, you know, they have a deeper team than they've had in years past, and this is kind of, you know, where their window is going to come in before the the salary cap decisions that they've made over the past couple years, signing these guys to to bigger deals than really what the market value was, come back to bite them. So I I don't know. I'm just leaning towards Toronto to to for this division. You guys want to get into your predictions, and we can kind of. Go from there and see see where we're at with all these teams.
2: Yeah, um, I had the same top top two seeds in the Atlantic as you, Tommy. I had Toronto at one and Tampa Bay at two. Um, I think this is a combination of uh, of a I think a lot of pressures on Toronto and Mike Mike Babcock this year. I think that they've under underperformed somewhat for the talent on their roster the past couple of years, and this is kind of a put up or shut up year for the Maple Leafs. Um, and then Tampa Bay, I think. Uh, after the incredible regular season they had last year and then the disappointing lo- playoff loss, I think they're kind of going to um, maybe not take it a little easier. They're obviously going to be playing hard, but realize kind of similar to the Capitals the year before they won the Cup, disappointing playoffs, and then the next year winning the Cup, I think that Tampa Bay is going to pace themselves a little bit better and uh, maybe give their players a little bit more rest uh, this season than they did last year. In the third spot, I have the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Fourth spot, I have the Boston Bruins. Fifth spot, I have the Buffalo Sabres. Sixth spot, I have the Florida Panthers. Seventh, uh, the Wings. And eighth, the Senators. Um, Just as a roundup, I think Montreal is a team that not a lot of people are talking about. I like the youth on their roster. And I think that uh, Claude Julien is the coach there, right?
0: He is indeed. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, I,
2: I'm, no. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. I was just fact-checking. You know, I'm not as I'm not as uh, well-read on the NHL as I am on the NFL. So I'm a, I'm a fan of Claude Julien. I think that this team's getting overlooked a little bit. And obviously, from a goaltending standpoint, I think Carrier Price is amongst the best uh, in the league. So they've got a great back end to rely on. And I think Montreal's going to, you know, prove a lot of the doubters wrong this year. Um, and then I, I kind of see Florida and Buffalo kind of in similar situations in terms of I've kind of underperformed in the past. Definitely have the uh, have the most, uh, in terms of the fan base, have the most to look forward to this season than in years past. And I think that these teams are kind of going to be jostling um, in that division for a playoff spot. Uh, and then the Bruins, I think the Bruins will be right in the thick of things. Maybe not at the top, but too consistent of a team to, uh, to count out in this division.
1: Wow. Both you guys are picking the Leafs over Tampa Bay to finish tops in that division. And I just don't know whether I'm a complete believer – I mean, I love the Leafs. I, you know, I love Matthews. I have all those kids on the team and Marner and all those guys, but I just don't know whether, I just think Tampa Bay is, I just can't see them losing out to the Leafs in that division. Mm -hmm. So I sort of think Tampa Bay is going to be on top. The Leafs are going to be right there coming up in second place. I really like Florida as a dark dark horse. I mean, I think they've got, you know, they've got a great coach down there. They've got a lot to prove. I think Bob's gonna have a big year. He might solve his uh his wackiness. Of course he's got that Lambo now that he got for his birthday. He's very happy with that. I think Bob's gonna have a big year. And you know, Barkov's a great player. I think Q's gonna make a big difference down there, coaching. Yep. You know, they've got a lot of guys in that team that are just really good players who I think if they can all kind of get it together, they can have a really interesting year. And I think they're going to make I think they're going to make up some noise in the postseason. I think Boston is going to be right there. Um, I don't know whether I'm as organized as you guys to do the one through eight lineup. But I think, you know, if I could do the top four, I could do a Tampa Bay Leafs. I kind of think Boston's going to come up in third place there, and then Florida will be there, right there in fourth place. And of course, then you've got the also-rans with Buffalo, Montreal, Ottawa, of course, which is having a really tough time. And Detroit, you know, they've got Iserman there as a GM. The Larkin's a great player, but they're they're definitely in a rebuilding mode, and I, you know, they're not certainly in a position to make a move just yet but I'm going to be really interested to see if the Leafs threaten Tampa Bay there for the top of that division because, you know, I love that team. I love watching them. I think Matthews is going to have a really big year. Yeah. You know, I think he's really – have you guys – if they picked a captain yet, they were supposed to announce that tonight. And there was a lot of noise that Tavares was going to be the captain and, uh, you know, over Matthews because of that, you know, incident over the summer that everyone just found out about.
2: As he should. As he should. Yeah, Do you think I mean, I- Tavares should be the captain, Lee? Absolutely. I think Matthews has no business being the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. To be quite honest, and it's really nothing against uh, him necessarily as a person, but he's he's 22 years old. Even forgetting the incident, obviously the incident just happened, so it's hard to forget about. But uh, young, a lot of you know, we we all know uh, pretty darn well that that fan base is amongst the most ridiculous in all of sports. I just think putting a young guy in that position, I don't, I don't really jive with that as much. I think Tavares is way, way more captain material at this point in his career than, than Matthews is, especially for a team like the Leafs.
1: Got to remind ourselves, too, that Austin Matthews is literally only one week older than Lee Murray. I mean, let's, uh, let's keep that in mind when you're talking captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, I agree with yeah, exactly. that. But... I mean, I think that we put tremendous pressure on that kid I think apparently he's really worked out over the summer. I mean, he's really worked on his shot, which is already unbelievable in terms. Did of you just,
0: see? Did you see his uh, assist the other the other night in preseason? Yeah. With the, Paris? the pass.
1: The pass. Yeah. Dangled,
0: dangled. You know, two guys he and it's. I think
1: he's gonna. I think he's best gonna best. have a really big year. You know, Marner too. It's gonna be interesting to see how. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, uh, the Swedish kid whose name I'm forgetting. Um Dan? Nylander, Nylander. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, he's due to have, you know, a, certainly a better year than last year. The only problem with that team is you're paying four guys or three guys 30-plus million bucks, well, you know, on your roster.
0: Four, four guys, four guys. uh actually, four
1: with Nylander, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, that team is always fascinating to watch just because – you know it's Toronto, and they've supposed to be doing something for the last couple of years. And I agree, Babcock's going to be under tremendous pressure. Yeah, I help- mean,
2: this is somewhat of a football podcast, and, it, and I can't help but but this the whole Babcock era just brings back shades of Harbaugh to me. Like, uh, just a coach that I've never doubted for one second in my life, but has to a certain extent kind of under the team has underperformed year after year. The fan base is extremely demanding. And I think that the Leafs fans are going to be kind of they may be calling for his head if they're not, you know, if they're not absolutely competing for a Stanley Cup this year with the money they're spending on. the Yeah.
1: And Dubas, you know, is, is I mean, that's if that's going to be a death match between the kid Dubas and Babcock, that's one that Babcock could very well be on the short end of just because you know, he hasn't gotten, again, the rumors are he hasn't gotten along real well with Matthews. There was problems with that kind of stuff and not playing him enough in the playoffs. I mean, 17 minutes in a playoff game. Give me a break. You got to play that guy 22, 23 minutes in games that matter. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Yeah. I mean, we can, we can move away from Toronto too, but I I just think this is a huge game. I mean, a huge year for them. Uh, You know, and I've, I did, I did my breakdowns back in July, so I'm looking down at all the, all the guys they got. But bringing in Tyson Berry, too, I think that's going to be a huge X factor for them and definitely is an upgrade over Jake Gardner, who you know, still was a pretty good player. But Tyson Berry is, is real electric. Um, but just to move on, to, I, mean, I kind of want to pump Florida's tires a little bit, too, Dad. I, I really think that they're going to be uh, a playoff team this year, and it really does come down to Bobrovsky. If the goal, if he, you know, is at least a solid goaltender, I knew, besides the Sharks actually were the worst goaltending team in the league last year, but Florida was right um, ahead of them in that 30th spot. So I just think bringing in Bobrovsky and being, you know, the steadying presence that he should be, and he doesn't even have to, you know, win the Vesna, but he just has to be something that they haven't had with Luongo kind of declining in the past couple of years. Lee, I would like to kind of just get into Montreal a little bit. You just kind of see them as a feisty team with... You know I'm, some some potential with the youth they got coming in.
2: Absolutely, it's just kind of one of those gut picks where I don't think a lot of people are talking about them. I like the youth on their team. I think they've got a lot of grit, and I don't know. I just think that they're kind of talk about another crazy fan base. They're they're poised for kind of an electric year, in my opinion. I just think there could be somewhat between Buffalo and Florida. I see as one of those teams is going to elevate. Um, they both have you know very interesting coaching hires that should be beneficial. In um, Montreal, I think, is just a team that's kind of flying underneath the radars, and like I alluded to earlier, Carey Price, I just think that guy, that guy needs to get a, at least one more cup run. Like, he deserves it, and we all know how competitive the NHL can be. Montreal's got a great home ice. I just think that this is a team where I can see them just kind of stringing together wins as the season goes on and, you know, being right there in the thick of things as, uh, as we come down the stretch. So it's kind of a gut pick. Like I said, I like Julian big domey guy. I just think that Montreal is gonna, is really going to get after it this year.
0: And, well, I was just going to say too, Dad, before you come in, uh, Shea Weber mm-hmm. too. You know, I mean, obviously he mm-hmm. may not be one of the top five guys that he used to be. but He's no spring that, chicken. He's no spring chicken, but he still uh, is a physical presence and still has that shot. And he wasn't healthy last year. So if he's healthy this year, I think that will be a huge uh, spot for their D. Go, go ahead, Pops.
1: No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's not a lot of size on that team. You know, you got a, you got a lot of feisty guys like Domi and, of course, Gallagher. Um, and, you know, uh, price is always the X factor. The question there, of course, is whether or not you're, you're paying the guy $10 million a year. He's on the, you know, you don't want to say he's on the back end of his career, but, you know, he's he's it's going to be very interesting to see if he's going to end up being like Lundquist was in New York years ago. They're going to you no, know, um, he's going to allow one goal, maybe two max, and then they're going to have to go out and score two or three goals to win hockey games. And I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on a team that doesn't have a whole lot of size. And you know, in terms of guys who can really put the puck in the net, there aren't that many guys that you know consistently no. do that in big numbers. You know, over the over the course of the season. You know what I mean? No,
2: and a- absolutely uh, no. You guys bring up valid points, but I do also want to add that they. I do like, I also think uh, Jonathan Druen and Thomas Tatar are two guys that I'm going to be looking out for this year to kind of um, get, get to the form that a lot of folks thought they could be playing at at their highest potential in terms of goal scoring. Um, guys that have kind of underperformed the past few years in their career. So uh, I just think that there's going to be a little bit of a revitalization. And I don't necessarily think they're going to have to score a ton of goals, but that this is going to be a team that's going to be able to score enough.
0: Yeah, and uh, they were a, a point away from making the playoffs last year too. So mm-hmm. I think they probably you would think would be better this year. Hopefully, you know injuries aside, um, a team that I think is kind of my dark horse is is Buffalo. I think Buffalo. I wouldn't be surprised uh, by any means if if they were a playoff team come April. And this was a team that we all kind of missed out on. Uh, you know, Ralph Kruger is a bit of an unknown commodity, but obviously we're all chickless guys and and from you know what what Whitney was talking about on there about the type of guy that he can be and, and is like does a lot of uh, is a, does a lot of motivational speaking and, and goes to businesses and, and was working in the Premier League I just think he's kind of a smart guy and I'm I'm kind of with that uh that I'm kind of putting some blind faith into that but I thought they made some really good moves uh getting Marcus Johansson Colin Miller Jimmy VC, uh, Hen- Henry Yokoharu I just think they their defense should be a lot better, and it's going to be a lot deeper, I think. And then, you know, just they need the goaltending. If the goaltending's there, you know, remotely, I think they should. They just got to be a little more consistent. This is, this is one of the best teams in the NHL through November last year. So and
1: boy, yeah, where they had they had like what a ten or eleven game winning streak last year, and the, you know, yeah. it like they were going someplace, and they just died after that. They went nowhere.
2: And yeah, to bring up the obvious ones, we're all obviously very excited for Rasmus Dahl to take that next step. Um, Showed a lot yeah, of promise a great here. Showed a lot of promise last year, and then obviously, yep. you know, to another another blatantly obvious point here is Jack Eichel. Man, I mean, uh, waiting for this guy to obviously he's pro- definitely proven he's worth the second pick, but really take that next step and elevate himself to obviously not McDavid level, but really kind of in that conversation as one of the better players, top ten to twelve players in the league. So I, I would like to see that step, and and maybe Kruger can be the guy to bring it out of him. I obviously have a good amount of faith um in, in in Buffalo I had them ranked
0: 5th in the in the division. So I- excited for that. Yeah. And, no, any other thoughts any on the other teams? Sorry.
1: No guys, I think uh I defer to your uh, judgment here, but uh I think um just looking here at my list of sort of Yeah, I mean the only thing that I would say in addition to Buffalo is um yeah, I mean the goaltending there is obviously going to be key, and and I, I agree. I'd, I really want. I'm really. I'm waiting for Eichel to kind of take that that next step, and Skinner too. Jeff Skinner, uh-huh. you know, he's going to take ticket, big got ticket, a full ticket. score, and they're an interesting team. They got a lot of fun guys in that team to watch for sure.
0: Yep, they do for sure. Um, are you guys organized enough to, uh, to say your playoff teams from this uh, from this division or Jeez, let's, let's, well, ra- right? let's round out the playoffs after we do the finish okay. the East. Let's just finish the okay. East and then we'll just do the playoffs. Alright. 10 4. 10 4. Alright. Let's uh, let's move on to the Metropolitan Division. Mm-hmm. Home of home of the blue shirts, the New York Rangers. Um, I guess I guess I'll start it off unless Dad you wanna you wanna just claim any affinities for the Rangers and in general oh, fossils.
1: I should get out – yeah, I should probably just – look, I think I am not expecting the Rangers to have a very good year. I'm really not. I mean, I, 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 we all know by now that, that um, Kratsov and Heedle are both sent down to Hartford. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Hedl did not have a great preseason. And I think the Rangers in their first two weeks of the season only have three games. And I think the thinking is they don't want that kid to play on the fourth line – in New York and play only three games, the first two or two and a half weeks, send him down to Hartford and, and get some seasoning down there and hopefully get his confidence back. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, and Anderson, Leas Anderson made the team. Heedle didn't, but Anderson had a better preseason. Um, this Kako kid is going to be great. I didn't see that much of him because they didn't play him that much in the preseason. I'm a little bit concerned about the D because I don't know that Shea and, um, uh, uh, what's his name from Winnipeg, whose name I'm- um, Jacob Truba. Yeah, Truba. I think I think Truba is a very strong three or four, a three D man. I don't know that he's a one or a two and Shea definitely isn't a one or a two, but that's your first defensive pairing. Is going to be shea and truba um this kid from harvard looks really good adam, Cox, adam, fox. adam, adam fox, fox and and uh and it, i'll tell you who looked great in the preseason was was d'angelo he had a really i mean he you know after he held out he came back he was their best player for a couple of the preseason games they played they, they and they gave him a lot of ice time you know, to me, the goaltending is going to be really, you know, Panarin's obviously a terrific player. Um, if he can stay injury free, I mean, he's going to be great. He got dinged up a little bit in the first game he played with a groin. And I, I think he's OK. He came back and was OK. Um, and, you know, we're all Chris Kreider fans. I'm really hoping that they resign him. I mean, I hate the idea of him, you know, being sort of dangled as they go into the into the. Um, the, the, the trade deadline in February, you know, they're there. And I think a lot of it is going to depend on how these young guys play. It's going to be a really young team. And, of course, the goaltending is a huge X factor because, you know, Hank is 37. He's certainly not going to get as many games at the start of the season as he did last year. Um, Georgiev is going to play a lot more games at the beginning. He looked really good in the first in the preseason And this guy, Shusterkin, who they've been talking about for years, looked really good. So Hank is definitely going to be pressed. It's going to be really interesting to see how he responds. He looked good in the last full game he played in the preseason. You know, he he played really well, made a lot of great saves. And I think, you know, he's such a competitive guy. um, And he's on the verge, I think, of winning his 450th game in the nhl which i think will either tie him or send him past terry Sawchuk to six overall and wins so he's going to want to climb up a ladder there i mean he's obviously a hall of famer but i'm going on way too long here about the rangers i love (laughs) it not at all not at all but you know i think they're i think they're i'm not expecting them to be a playoff team and uh obviously i'll be watching every game and going to a few hopefully with you guys and um you know, we'll see how it all goes. But I'm going to be very curious to see how how Kako does. He's absolutely the real deal. He's got a big NHL body. Great shot. And, um, you know, and they've got other guys in that team, you know, that that we're all familiar with who um, are going to be compl- nice, complimentary players. And of course, you know, they kept Brendan Smith because he can play forward. They signed Mike Haley because I think they need some sandpaper because there's nobody on that team that that is going to offer any kind of pushback to any of the um, the intimidation that's going to happen with guys like Kako. and you know and and you know you've got and, and you've got Lemieux, D'Angelo's got a bit of an edge.
2: D'Angelo, Smith, D'Angelo's a that guy is a great edge. Yeah, he's a feisty guy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Brendan Smith is a feisty guy, and of course Haley will fight anybody. So I mean, you got in this. You you got to have a guy like that, you know. Yeah. In, in, uh, but, you know, Chris Kreider's the only guy on that team that really goes to the net. So, you know. They're they're new goes to the net. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. But it's basically a, it's, it's a periphery team. It's not a yeah. team that, you know, goes to the front of the net and makes things, you know, difficult to play against, as they say. So, uh, anyway.
2: Just to push back a little bit, Dad, I would say um, – just the 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 lure around Panarin and Kako, just as ta- as as extremely talented players, could could carry this team a long way, just just on their offensive potency. Um, and yeah, I, and
1: they're going to give and they're going to give Bush-Navich, you know, a shot at the first line because yeah. you know they 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 obviously saw a lot from him last year that they like, yeah. and they're going to give him an opportunity to play in that first line with those two guys. They're going to be fun to watch. And I'll tell you one thing, guys. The power play looked a hell of a lot better in the preseason. That's what I was just going to say last year. I, I mean, think this might really be my
2: first year as a Ranger fan where I'm genuinely very excited yeah. to see this team on the power play, and, no, and they really do—they're
1: do. it around a lot more, and you know they're keeping it in the zone, and and you know they they uh, a lot more proficient with the puck. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, well, I, I think that we can. I'll move on a little bit. I, I really, am, <laughs> I'm really, uh, I. I have kind of chilled on the Rangers after initially kind of thinking that they, I kind of liked them for a frisky team that was going to be in the playoffs. I, I definitely think they're headed in the right uh, direction and on the right trajectory. Even though what you tell me about John Davidson and how you are not very confident in, in, in him going forward as, as a you know a positive cause. Um, that, well, my only
1: concern there, without going on a you know a forty-minute rant here, is the one thing about Glenn Sather is that he really you know. <laughs> We all know that we don't have the. I mean, we the good the, the good thing about about guitar Jimmy Dolan, the owner of both the Knicks and the Rangers, is that he really let Glenn Sather run the Rangers and sort of deferred to his judgment. Unlike the Knicks, where he really I think has much more of an impact on the day-to-day operations of that team. The problem I have and the concern I have is that J.D. I think is a very well-respected guy, but I. Certainly, with the reputation he earned in Columbus and then or St. Louis and then Columbus, and of course he's a legend in New York because of his years as a Ranger player and going to the finals in '79. And he's a you know he's a good guy, but I just think reputationally he's been way too deferential to Dolan, and I don't I don't see him standing up and and offering the kind of resistance that I think a guy like Sather could do with confidence just because of his track record with Edmonton. And I think Dolan really respected them. I, I think Davidson's relationship with Dolan has always been very kind of, you know, I don't want to say subservient, but it's been deferential and he's very respectful of the owner as he should be. But I don't see him as being a guy who's really going to push back and jump up and down when, when hard decisions need to be made. And that's a concern. Um, and, yep. uh, you're already hearing that kind of stuff, you know, through the grapevine in New York that the, the early signs are are not good. But look, clearly the rebuilding years are over. You know, the 18 months. It's, you know, the letter to the fans that came out, you know, 18 months ago, saying we're going to go through some tough times. They're clearly, you know, the rebuild is over. They're, uh, you know, they're trying to make a run here with these guys, and uh, you know, they're preaching patience. But you know, I it's I think they're they want to definitely get into the postseason and they're going to be disappointed if they don't. So I'm not that optimistic.
0: Yeah. And I I kind of side with you a little bit and what's part of the reason is the rest of this division is, is pretty competitive and and pretty stacked. Uh, And I mean, I I, I like Washington to win this division. I I just kind of think they might, might be the safest bet at the end of the day. And uh, I think the way that they lost last year in Carolina um, will leave definitely a, a sour taste in their mouth. And, uh, another point that I was that I heard uh, is uh, Holpie and uh, Backstrom are both up this year, and they're both making I think about six million bucks. So if they really, they both could get huge, huge tickets if the cap goes up and everything, and they might not be able to keep. Um, you know, at least I think Holpe is the more likely candidate to go because they have this kid uh, Ilya Samsonov, who they drafted about th- three or four years ago, I think 2015, as a first-round pick, and he was a consensus goalie, and now he's kind of maturing into form. So I definitely think that this kind of, uh, you know, they're a veteran team. Um, I just think that they're going to be uh, they're going to be right in the thick of things. Um, and then I have I got the Philadelphia Flyers finishing in second. I, I really I really am liking what this Philadelphia Flyers team uh, is going to bring to the table this year. Uh, I do well. I think that Kevin Hayes was definitely an overpayment. I I do think that they needed a second center, and they're kind of a team that can afford that overpayment in in the short term because. They, I feel like, we're a player like him away when he's playing at his best and can contribute, you know, 50 or 60 points. Uh, I think that he would be, uh, you know, that's kind of what this team has missed. They got Justin Braun. They got Matt Niskanen this offseason. I'm obviously familiar with Braun from, from San Jose. I just think that they shored up a team that already, you know, was pretty deep and had some talent, and they just kind of rounded it out. And I think it really, like we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, off air, I think it's going to come down to their goaltending and Carter Hart, who – you know, as the the, the the heir apparent to, you know, the Flyers franchise kind of, you know, with Hextall being the last real goalie that they had, this is the first, you know, goaltending, you know, shimmer of hope that they've had. Um, I don't know if you guys want to get in here, but, uh, and then I, go, well, go I, ahead,
1: go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I agree with you. I mean, Carter Hart's obviously key. And, and you know, as you guys, have, as I'm sure I've told you guys, I mean, the last great goalie, the Flyers had, you know, before Hextall, who obviously was a terrific, terrific goalie um, and later, you know, more recently was Pelly Lindbergh, you know, back in the 80s. And he was sort of the hope of the franchise and he was tragically killed in a, in a car accident, you know, and uh, they've been struggling in net basically, you know, ever since, um, with the exception of Hextall, who obviously, you know, they went on a run with him and and, um, and he was... It was terrific, but yeah, the goaltending is going to be a key there, and and uh, you know on paper that's a really interesting team. I mean, they look like they could they could uh, could make some moves, and and will be interesting to watch. I just think the whole division, once you get through the Capitals, and maybe you know, I mean, what's who's the next team there? Carolina? I mean, I like, maybe, I like the Carolina. Fly, maybe the maybe the Flyers. I mean, once you get through the top three in that division, the Capitals, Flyers, Carolina. Boy, I mean, again, you've got I mean, the Devils made a lot of moves this past summer. They they've got the Hughes kid who I think is going to be terrific. He's my pick to win the Calder. I mean, I'd love to see Kako win it. But I just think Hughes is going to be, you know, more of a presence quicker Um because he's, he's such a different kind of player and he's more of a setup guy. And, and, and I think, you know, that he's probably going to get more looks on the power play and that sort of thing that, that is going to, you know, build his numbers up. But they made some really interesting moves, you know, between with PK and, and, um, and, and simmer. And, you know, they've got a lot of different mixes of guys on that team that could, they could be really, really interesting. The Islanders, I just don't see the Islanders doing anything close to what they did last year. Especially with Laner gone, Varlamov is is you know now their hope to sort of come in and and take over the goaltending in a in a in a really consistent way that you know that Laner did last year. Laner had an incredible year last year, and I just think the combination of him and the and the goal scoring they were able to get. What did they have, 103 points or something last year? I mean, I just think there's – I don't think there's any way – I think it was an that,
2: absolute anomaly. I think it was an absolute absolutely, anomaly. I mean,
1: complete outlier. There's no way they're going to replicate that this year.
2: And just to step yeah. in, I mean, I completely agree with you guys on uh, kind of just the confusion in this division. I just think this division might eat itself alive a little bit. Um, I think the Atlantic is – even as hard as the Atlantic was to predict, it, it was easier to predict than the, met- the Metropolitan because there's just so much going on. Um, I do have New Jersey as my second team in this division, though. I think wow. that uh, I love the moves that the Devils made. Um, I think Subban is going to be a great locker room presence. He's obviously my favorite player in the league. I think he's going to bring a jolt of energy to that Devils team um, and fan base. Uh, that teamed with Hughes can be absolutely dangerous. And just like we were talking about with the Islanders, Dad, no one expected them to do anything last year, um, and they ended up, you know, getting 103 points. Like you said, I think that New Jersey can kind of have this. Type of year, and, and quite honestly, I think it's all going to come down onto the shoulders of Corey Schneider, who I will say now is my Vesna pick. Um, this is wow. ultima- this is ultimately why I think the New Jersey Devils are going to end up second in this division, is because I think Corey Schneider is going to let the past be the past and have a huge year this year for the New Jersey Devils. Um, I think Hughes is going to have a really good year. Obviously, Taylor Hall is a, arguably a top five, a top ten player in the NHL. Um, and just with the additions they've made, I think that this Devils team is, is is poised to be really solid this year. So behind the Capitals, I have I have the New Jersey Devils. Um, I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins in, in third in this division. I just think they're kind of a safe bet. Um, it's always it's always safe to bet on Crosby to get to the playoffs. Um, I think they kind of trimmed the fat a little bit with with the whole Kessel thing. Uh, you know, I, I, his, he had a, he was a ticking clock in Pittsburgh, and I think um, that they've made some solid moves to kind of uh, you know. Get over the hump that last year it was extremely humbling, the, the sweep in the first round. I think that was just, to the Islanders, was kind of embarrassing. And, and this team really took a long, hard look in the mirror after winning two Cups in three years. And uh, in fourth, I have the Carolina Hurricanes. Fifth, the New York Rangers. Sixth, I have the Philadelphia Flyers. Not a fan of Alan Vigneault at all. I think he's a very average coach think they're paying Hayes way too much money. We'll be very surprised if he gets 60 points this year. Don't think he's that effective of a player. I think he's a little bit too inconsistent. Um, don't, think the si- don't think Braun or Niskanen are necessarily golden signings that are going to get you to the playoffs. Um, and then in, in seventh and eighth, I have the Islanders and the Columbus Blue Jackets. as two teams that I think j- they just don't really excite me that much. Um, we saw the Islanders kind of peter out in the playoffs last year. I may be kind of overlooking them a little bit. Obviously, Trotz is a really good coach, and they have players like Barzal and uh, you know other good players. But the way they did Leonard, I just I, I'm not I'm not really liking what the Islanders are cooking up this year. So uh, mainly just the Capitals, the Devils, and the Penguins are the three teams that I see kind of rising above in this division.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I'll, well, I was just gonna finish. Uh, I mean, I got Washington, Philly. I got Carolina in the third spot. I. I really think Carolina is just going to continue on what they, you know, built on going to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals last year. I really like Brenda Moore as a coach, and I really think the Jake Gardner signing is uh, is pretty underrated. And I just think this team is kind of flying under the radar again. And they, I mean, they might have the best decor in the NHL. Uh, you know, no lie, Dougie Hamilton, Slavin, I think was, I mean, if he can continue his play from um, the the playoffs last year and bringing in Jake Gardner, uh, I think Gardner kind of he might not. I mean, maybe Falk, I guess, is a little bit better of a player, but I, I don't think that's going to be too big of a, a drop down. I just, I think this team is really gritty. They have a lot of, you know, players like Warren Fogle and Aho got his his money, and I really think is on the cusp of being a real elite player. So uh, it's going to come down to the goaltending again. And then I have New Jersey in the fourth spot, uh, like you, Lee, and and I and I think the Penguins are going to. I got New blast. Jersey in the second Here. spot, my dude. Right. Uh, yeah, wow. I had to retrieve my charger from the kitchen. I, I missed a little of that dietary. but uh, I, I, I like uh, New Jersey this year. Um, I think Hughes, I think Hughes is going to have a really good year. I think him and Kako are going to be battling out for the Calder, but they're not my pick. So I, I'm going to I'm going to wait for that. We're going to wait for that because I got I got another guy going for that for that Calder Trophy. Um, and just my thoughts with Pittsburgh is. I definitely, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs, but that really just c- completely relies on on Crosby and Malkin. I think Murray has been has, has hasn't been as good as they probably anticipated when they let go of Flurry, and I think this team's defense is is pretty weak, and I think that showed in, in the playoffs when they went up against the Islanders. I just think this team is kind of uh, potentially on the back nine, and I think a lot of this is going to go on a, uh, gal, uh, you know. Kid they got from from Arizona who I Galchenyuk yeah yeah, Galchenyuk who you know they're gonna have to replace Kessel's points somehow I mean Kessel had 92 points last year and they still you know were they I think were the third seed but regardless I just think that this team uh, is is gonna be looking at a uh, you know lottery pick this year and like Mm -hmm. like like you said Lee I have the Islanders and Columbus at the bottom of the division. I wouldn't be really shocked if either of these teams made the playoffs, you know, due to their coaching with Tortorella and Trotz, but just not enough firepower for me to uh, overlook the higher ceilings in the division.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. <clears throat> and you know, it, there's always a potential for someone to make a um, to make a move. I mean, I, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, you know, if the Rangers or um, it, it, you guys, I think are a little bit higher on the Devils than I am. Um, but I think the, the bottom part of that division is going to be, or that, that division is going to be really interesting to see how some of these teams shake out once we get to the new year, and just to see how.
0: Well, a big piece I think is, and, and this is really kind of hinges on New Jersey not doing well. But if New Jersey doesn't do well, I think Taylor Hall might be the piece that is at the deadline. And I was just listening to Sportsnet, and they were kind of floating that idea around. I you hate know how that.
2: I hate that idea. It's an awful.
0: Well, idea. yeah, you got. You got him in second place, but he's he's up for an extension after this year. If they're not doing well, I, he might not resign with them. I tend to think that they're going to do they're going to do pretty well, and this is the guy who won the MVP two years ago and was hurt for a lot of last year. So um, I think they're going to do well. But you know, I just think that's kind of that was kind
1: of. I really like I really like Hines. I like their coach a lot. I think he's yep. really a, a terrific Shiro, coach.
0: Shiro too. They just have a really good infrastructure, I yeah. think. And yep. I do have some questions about their D. Um, you know, I, they're going to have to be good defensively if, you know, to just kind of let PK have free, free reign, you know. And I, and I, ho- I hope that kind of comes from from Heinz's system. You know, they made the playoffs two years ago with a, a really subpar team. So, like you said, Lee, kind of a lot of it hinges on Schneider. And, uh, but if, if Schneider has a, a vesna esque campaign, they're going to be one of the better teams in the league. Nico, Her- Nico Hersher too. That yeah. Really really good yep. player they have. He's had a big year. Uh, Let's move over to the Western Conference in the Central Division. Um, this, I mean, I think this is the best division in hockey, and I, it, it was hard picking. You disagree with that?
1: Oh no, I did, It's the Batan Death March division. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, I mean,
0: it's, it, it is. I couldn't agree more. I know it, it is. It is pretty crazy. Um, I, it, you know, the, either of my top three teams in this division, I think, could could be the number one team. I mean, really. And either of the top six really other than Minnesota I, I mean I really think Minnesota's gonna have a bad year and they kind of are the weak link in the division but yeah. you know I've got Dallas Nashville Colorado Chicago St. Louis and Winnipeg in the one through six spot and uh I mean I'm really I'm really confident in you know the top three in Dallas Nashville and Colorado um I think all three of these teams are you know I think we kind of saw last year in the playoffs what Colorado can be and when they knocked off Calgary and Really, you know, a lot of people would say if Landis going didn't get the offsides call, they, they could have beaten the Sharks in that series. And this just team has, you know, a lot of a lot of cap space and seems to be on the cusp of the dynasty. I think Nathan McKinnon is, you know, a top three player in, in the NHL. And you can make an argument he's the best player in the NHL. Um, but, you know... I just think this this division is really strong. I really like what Dallas the moves they made this off season, and they were a game seven away from going to the Western Conference Finals in St. Louis last year. And I, you know, Ben Bishop, you know, and and then in Nashville you lose PK, but you bring in Matt Duchene, uh, they got goaltending as well. Uh, you know, I just this is a really strong team. And then Chicago and St. Louis, I both expect to be playoff bound. And I really, you know, I don't like all the moves that Chicago made, but especially bringing in Robin Leonard with. You know the inconsistency of Corey Crawford. I think that's going to be huge for them if if they need him to step in and they can kind of have a one of the better tandems in the NHL. So I'm kind of rambling because there's just a lot to get to with all these with all these teams. And you know, obviously St. Louis is the defending Cup champions, but I do think that they're going to return to a, a, a bit of a mean kind of uh, and and may, might maybe caught lightning in a bottle last year. I am still a little bit skeptical about Bennington and Jake Allen, you know, trusting them going into this year. Yeah. Uh, it was almost so yeah, easy
2: to but, have faith in St. Louis when you knew they could see the end of the road. Um, yeah. just because of what they were doing was so magical. Um, and now that the season has completely started anew, I think that they might suffer from a bit of a cup hangover. I obviously think they'll be competing on a regular basis and definitely be in the conversation um, come playoff time. But I could see this team, especially – I, I think we all three agree that this is the best division in hockey, so I don't think it would be really um, a shock to see St. Louis fighting for a playoff spot as uh, as we get down the wire. Um, I do want to say that uh, I have Colorado-Dallas. I got Chicago in the third spot. I think that the Blackhawks are really going to – I love what they did towards the end of the season last year, and I think uh, – I completely agree, Tommy, with the Leonard signing. Um, and I think that the Chicago team is going to kind of get that – uh you know, Kane and Taze aren't getting any younger. So similar to, 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 you know, Carey Price, obviously with a lot more playoff, you know, experience. But these are guys that obviously are still cup hungry and, and know that their window is closing. And I think that this is a season where we're going to see them kind of ride that wave a little bit to the playoffs with the help of guys like Dabrinkit and, you know, et cetera.
1: Yeah, Dabrinkit had an amazing year last year. And I think, you know, the goaltending for the Blackhawks is going to be really key, I think, especially if later can do anything close to what he did last year with the Islanders, you know, that's going to be really important.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, they had one of the more potent offenses last year in the, in the league, but they were losing games, you know, six to five and, and yeah. stuff like that because they were getting shelled a bit and, and Crawford was
1: – Crawford really had a horrible year. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I do want to say – yeah. No, go ahead, Lee. I'm very cold
0: on
2: Winnipeg this year. Um, I, don't and, think I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think this whole Bufflin thing kind of pushed me over the edge. Uh, I think Dustin Bufflin's a guy, talk about cup hungry. I mean, that's a guy who is dying to get to another cup. And if he's taking a leave of absence from the team and contemplating retirement, this kind of goes to show that he doesn't really have a lot of faith that they can make a cup run. So I think that that this Winnipeg team is kind of going to have to really kind of reassess where they're at. And... You know the whole Line A situation doesn't make things a lot a lot easier, and you know I just think that this Jets team, especially again in this tough division, I I think it's going to be very hard for them to kind of assert themselves as uh, as a playoff a playoff contender.
1: Yeah, I you know Line A, I, boy, I I I'm going to be very curious to see what kind of a year he has compared to Connor. And if Lonnie can become the guy, the guy obviously is an incredible sniper, but he plays no D whatsoever. And I just wonder, you know, if, if that is going to start to become more of a issue.
0: Well, he got paid. Been. So, so yeah. it's on him now, you know, which I think is kind of I think it's got to be liberating, you know, because the the ball's in his court. He got
1: a bridge deal. I can completely concede that when that kid was at Michigan, I you know, I didn't watch him nearly enough. And when I did, I just thought, My gosh, I don't know whether this is an NHL player. And clearly I had no idea what I was talking about because he is a unbelievable player and the hands on that kid are just yeah. remarkable. I'll tell you one thing though, guys. I don't know whether I'm um I think the Avalanche is going to be a really interesting team to watch this year. You know, it's I'm really curious to see what kind of a year McCarr has. You know, after that great debut he had in the playoffs last year after UMass made it to the NCAA final, um, you know that first line obviously is arguably the best line in hockey. Um, I think you know they've got a really good coach. I really like that guy. Uh, he was a terrific player. You know that guy. Bednar, he, um, yeah, Jared he, Bednar. Yeah, Jared Bednar. I mean, I I I like him a lot. And yeah. uh, the one team I'm I'm not quite as high on as everyone else is, is Dallas. You know, I, I think on paper they look terrific, but boy, they are really putting a lot of stock. I mean, I hope I love Pav. I hope he comes back yeah. and has another year, another great year. He keeps, you know, he keeps having these years where he gets has a better year than the year before. And he's what? 35 years old. I, I just hope for his sake that he comes back and has a great year. Cause I just love the guy as a player. But they're depending on him, they're depending on Corey Perry, who, you know, whose best years are behind him. You know, and then you've got terrific players, you know, like um you know, the two the two big yeah, Sagan obviously, and and uh, who's who's can yeah. always be counted out to score goals and, and uh
0: dead, Tia, yeah. Tijuana Tyler. Tijuana Tyler.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, i I love Dallas. I think the signings of Perry yeah, and, so. and, and Pavelski just make him even that much more poised when 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 push comes to shove and it's playoff time, these guys are going to be ready. Um, I think they gave St. Louis the best run for their money last year in the playoffs. Um, like what uh, they've been doing from a goaltending standpoint, um, huge fan of John Klinberg. Uh, actually, I'll spoil it now. He's, he's my pick for, for the Norris. I think that he's going to win uh, best defenseman of the year. Um, I love what he can do with the puck uh, offensively, and uh, I just think he's one of the better defensemen in the league. Young guy, too. And then Sagan and Ben, I just think this team is going to overwhelm a lot of teams in different ways. They still have Radulov, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, this team is pretty pretty stocked, in my opinion. So I think yeah. people, this Dallas Stars team is definitely going to... They, I think they sneakily could be... I don't know, we'll find out on the playoff predictions here, but I, I like the Stars a lot. Yeah, They got a taste last year. They got a little bit of a taste last year, I
0: think. They, they did get a taste, and, and while I... I am happy that the Sharks did not, you know, match that deal that that Dallas and and went to that three-year term. But I think Pavelski, he may not have, you know, the 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 season that he had last year. But I think he's going to get at least, you know, twenty-five goals really in his sleep, just because of his hand-eye and and what he can do in front of the net and just his hockey sense. Postseason overall,
2: man. In the postseason. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Oh yeah,
0: well exactly in the postseason. And then like you were talking about Lee with Klimberg and then Miro Heis- Heiskinen who. You know, was who finished second or maybe third, I guess, to Bennington in in the college voting last year. But he's a you know an archetype of the new age kind of offensive, you know, or more two way uh, defenseman. But they're just really sick offensively. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really uh, I'm I'm pretty bullish on on all three of those teams. I think you know while Nashville didn't have. Their their shine is kind of worn off a little bit compared to Dallas and Colorado as the two kind of new kids on the block. Uh, I just think Nashville is going to be presenting that that solid floor and and I you know I still like Rene, and, and their defense is still so stout and you know I I have Roman Duchene is
1: going to help them a lot too.
0: Yeah, he's going to be huge for them because yeah you know, they'll have it'll make them a little bit deeper and you know most overrated
2: player in the NHL
0: Matt hey, Duchene
2: yeah wow you don't you don't be on four different teams in six years because you're that good you know i just, I don't buy it I don't buy it I, I'm, <laughs> I'm selling on Nashville this year i I think this I think this is where do you have them finishing Lee I have them finishing fifth in the division and that's only because I don't like Winnipeg at all and I think Minnesota's a dumpster fire yeah. so so i but i I do not think that this team
0: obviously won, i do they think won the division they, last year yeah, last year I just want to know what what are you not? Is it is it PK or, or I you think, just think we saw in the playoffs last year
2: Renee's inconsistency. I think we saw that we're seeing them kind of like you said, Tommy. We're seeing the 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 shine kind of come off. I think they missed their window. I quite honestly yeah. do, and I think I, I think a signifier of that is springing for guys like Duchesne. Obviously, you do need the help offensively, but I don't think he's really going to supply it. I could be eating my words in a few months, but I think Duchene's one of the most overrated players in the NHL. I think that's a bad signing. And I think this division's going to kind of eat Nashville alive. I think they're a clear five, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. I take St. Louis, Chicago, Dallas, and Colorado quite handily over
0: Nashville in this division. It's quite the take. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Chicago, St. Louis. I mean, I, I think St. Louis is going to have a little bit slow of a start. I mean, since we were talking about Chicago, I think I think Kale McCarr is going to win the Calder this year. Wow. Um, I. I I think that uh, Kako and, and Hughes rightfully are, are getting a lot of the hype, but I just think that Kale McCarr, we saw what the kind of the guy that, you know, the defenseman that he can be uh, in the playoffs against Calgary and against San Jose. And I think it was part of the reason why they could part with Tyson Berry so easily is because McCarr quite possibly is already better than him. And uh, I just think this team is is so set up. They have, a you know, a bunch of cap space. They're they brought in the right guys. I think Nazem Kadri, t- talking about a guy who's going to be great for them in the playoffs, you know, if he doesn't get suspended. I think they just—they their trouble was with depth. They and they went out. They got you know Kadri. They got Donskoy. Um, they just got all the right all the right pieces. And I think Joe Sakic is a, is a prime candidate, you know, for you know Executive of the Year. Um, I just really like what Colorado uh, is cooking. And and Nathan McKinnon is my pick for the heart. I think that. He's finally gonna I really think he should have won it two years ago when Taylor Hall won it. Obviously it's it's really hard to you know to choose one guy, but McKinnon I think is just such a sublimely elite player that
1: um yeah, he's my so pick fun. for the
0: heart too. Yeah, he's he's just he's such a player. So any any more thoughts on the central guys?
1: No, fellas, only that I'm it's getting past my bedtime, fellas. You know, I I think we should get to the Pacific and uh,
0: you're fading yeah. fast.
1: Get I'm these, beginning to fade get here. these yeah. predictions
0: rolling. Yeah, fading fast. Nine thirty Central Time. We got the official fading fast. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Pacific. Um, I got uh I got the Vegas Golden Knights uh, winning the Pacific Division. Uh, this is a team that you know, bias aside, should it should have beat the Sharks last year in, in the first round, and I very well you'd think if, if they were, especially last year, and a lot of this kind of has to do with them last year, what I saw from them in the playoffs and, and what kind of impact Mark Stone makes on this team. Uh, you know, Stone, after being one of the more underrated players in the NHL now, I think finally is getting a lot of the credit he deserves and is just probably the best two-way forward, you know, who's not a center that I, I can really think of off top. And, you know, he gets compared to Marion Hossa a lot. I think it's a valid comparison. I just think that he's a, a really solid player and is always in the right you know he's he's just exceptional and it's kind of what they missed and and when they got patch you know this team i just think is set up for for postseason success i got my san jose sharks finishing second in the division um yeah baby oh yeah <laughs> despite uh you know despite losing pavelski i uh i really believe in in the youth movement that, that's going on with this team uh timo meyer is on a great deal for four years kevin LeBlanc. On the one-year prove-it for, deal for one million. Thank you very much for doing that, buddy. Uh, and then a couple of young guys that are going to be coming in this year that I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure of um, is Dylan Gambrell, who was at Denver the, for the past couple of years, and he scored that um, he scored in that in the Colorado or the St. Louis series uh, when he came up. And uh, Sasha Chimaleski, who was a six-round pick back in 2017, who's a junior king, big big uh, big player. He's going to have a big impact.
1: Tommy, what about that Merkley kid who was supposed to be a bit of a nutcase? Is he? Uh, did he settle down in camp?
0: Um,
2: he—he'll never play. A he'll game. never play an NHL game. Oh gosh, this is <laughs> I mean,
0: This is going to be your new Mike Evans. This is going to be your new Mike he's, Evans. He's never going to play an NHL game. Kid's an idiot. He's—he's <laughs> he's in the right. He's in the right culture. I think that he, uh, he. I think he's up for the first nine games this year. I'm not completely sure, but he'll be—he'll be in the lineup next, starting next year, and. I mean he just he's too good for the OHL right now, but he's probably gonna have to play there for one more year. Um, rounding out the rest of the division, I got Calgary in the third spot. Uh, they dropped from, you know, being in that one spot last year, but I still think this Calgary team is is very good. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is, is one of my favorite players to watch in the league, and obviously they still got Johnny Hockey. It really just comes down to goaltending for me right now, and I think Cam Talbot is a clear uh, downgrade of over Mike Smith, who I, who I really like last year. I don't believe in this team, but it really just comes down to, to their goaltending. And fourth, I got, I got the Arizona Coyotes, who I think are on the right trajectory, and, and, I, and I hope make the playoffs, because I think they can be a really exciting team to watch, and I think Phil Kessel is going to give them a dynamic that they they really have, have lacked for a long time. They're not a good offensive team, and I really like Rick Talkett a lot, too. I think he's a great guy. I love Talkett. Um, oh, yeah. I got the Canucks in the fifth spot. Um, you know, Jim Penn, I think has done a reasonably good job, especially a draft. they got a bunch of young pieces, and they've uh, and made some nice moves this off season. but I just don't think that they have the top-end talent yet to really compete with the top dogs in this division. Um, moving on, i got the Edmonton Oilers in the sixth spot, the Anaheim Ducks in the seventh spot, and the lowly Los Angeles Kings in the eighth spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's kind of where I'm at. You guys got any uh, prevailing thoughts on this division? That
1: I think, you know, I, I I feel bad for Connor McDavid cause, because, you know, yeah. I just I just I hope Kenny Holland, you know, and they I, I really like Tippett. I like Holland. Um, you know, I know you guys were a little bit down on him towards the end of his run in Detroit. But I think the guy, you know, is a proven, you know, uh, evaluator of talent. I just don't know that patience is the is the word in, in Edmonton. I mean, I just you've got the arguably the greatest player in the game. And um boy have they, they they've had so many opportunities over the years to build up that team and they just they've dropped the ball every year. And
0: um Great I, Taylor I, Hall.
1: Yeah. I mean I just I just I feel bad for McDavid because he's such a terrific yeah. player and I, I hope that they're gonna you know see if um if, you know, James Neal, I mean, I, who's going to make a difference this year? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's,
0: you know, I think it's going to have to be a real deal, to be honest. I think real, I looked at a real deal as a next factor. James Neal. Uh, Lee, go ahead. Sorry. I got Edmonton third in this division. I think, Whoa, I think, wow.
2: I, I think Edmonton's a playoff team this year. Like the Tippett hire. Wow. Um, Connor McDavid turns 23 in January. This is his Jordan year. That's my that's my heart winner this year. Connor McDavid's going to take the league over this year. He's going he's to carry this Edmonton team to the playoffs. I think this is the worst division in hockey. Um, and I think Edmonton's just going to win a lot of games that they lost last year that they should have won. I think they're going to win those games this year. And I think there's going to be kind of a significant culture shift. And I think as McDavid, another he's a, he's a 97. Uh, he gets it. You know, he, he's... He, he's he's gonna get into that Jordan <laughs> he's gonna get into that Jordan year in January of of, of the new year and we're gonna see why uh, why why he is indeed the best player in the NHL and with all due respect to Nathan McKinnon, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily that close. I think he's in a league of his own. And I think that there's a reason for that. Um, and I think that he's gonna prove it this year and, and Edmonton is gonna make the playoffs.
1: What Boy, is Boy I love I love the confidence, Lee.
2: Yeah, as do I. Lee, what are your top two teams? Vegas and the Sharks. I just, okay. think that, I just think those are the two teams that kind of, like you said in in the Central, Tommy. Like uh, Colorado and Dallas are the new kids on the block. I don't think there are any new kids on the block in in the Pacific. Um, maybe yeah. you could spring for an argument on Arizona, but I think you got to kind of give them a little more credit than they deserve. Um, and and I just think Edmonton's kind of the team that the expectations have been high every single year, and seemingly this year they're they're not high anymore because they've. The fans have been disappointed year after year, and I think this is kind of the, going to be the year. McDavid, coming off that injury, he 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 was darn close to that injury being a lot worse than it was. Thank God it wasn't, and I just think he's going to. I think he's going to get back to loving the game, playing it with passion, and, and, and leading this team to uh, and fan base to a playoff berth.
1: I'd love to see it.
2: I think Calgary is going to miss the playoffs this year. I have them at fifth. Um, and then I got the Kings, Anaheim, and Vancouver all at the bottom. I think um, – Lee, did you what, – so what do you have, four through eight? I got Arizona at four, Calgary at five, Kings at six, Anaheim at seven, Vancouver at eight.
1: Wow. Well, I love, I love your prediction on Edmonton, Lee. I'd love to see it happen.
2: Um, the Kings, Ducks, and Canucks, I think, are all a couple years away. I don't think any of those teams are really going to make that hard of a push for the playoffs. Um, I think Arizona, I'll use this as a a time to say that they got completely cheated out of a playoff spot last year. They should have been in the playoffs. Um, They had more wins than the eighth seed. I'm spacing on who it was. Um, But they had more wins. And the NHL is doing their teams and players a disservice by giving a point for an overtime loss. It should be, they should be getting half a point for an overtime loss. Um, you shouldn't be rewarded for going to overtime. You don't, you don't get rewarded half a win for going overtime. I'll give you a quarter of a win for going in overtime. The focus should still be on winning games, and winning teams should deserve to make the playoffs, not the teams that compete the hardest in games. Um, no other league, do they reward you for going into overtime at all. And in the NHL, they give you half a win for it. It's absolutely mind-boggling, and had this been the case um, and teams were getting a half point instead of a full point for an overtime loss, as I believe they should, the Arizona Coyotes would have been in the playoffs last year. I don't hear anybody talking about this, but as a sports fan um, and and a lover of all sports, I I think that the NHL is ahead in so many ways as a league. I think you can make an argument that the best league of the four major sports, but this is just a huge, glaring problem I see with the NHL where... Uh, you can't be rewarding these teams half a win for an overtime loss. I, I think it's absurd and unnecessary. And I don't think it's that much of a pain in the standings to see 0.5 next to teams' total points. I think that – Hey, Mitch, yeah. listen, you,
1: you, you've, been, you've been talking about this for a while, and I, I could not agree more. Yeah. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a really good idea.
2: I mean, we saw yeah. the Pittsburgh Penguins lost 13 games in overtime last year, and they got 13 points for it. That's the equivalent of nearly seven wins. I I just think that that's absolute BS. I think that that should not be the case and that teams are getting rewarded for going to overtime and and you're getting late in the third period and it's tied and you 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 feel a sense of reward almost for going into overtime when you shill, you you should still be fighting for every win you can get. And not to say that the guys aren't fighting for the win, but it's just it's you're getting
0: rewarded too much for losing. Yep, I think I think I think you, you uh you make a very good case. Um you know any any other thoughts from from either of you before we get into our playoff predictions real quick?
1: Let's get into uh, it. No. Let's get into the playoffs. I got to uh, I got to pack it in here, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um uh, I'll,
0: I'll let's just just go conference by conference first for the first round. So, my uh my Eastern Conference playoffs has the Toronto Maple Leafs as the 1 seed. And then we'll be taking on the New Jersey Devils as the two seed. Um, and in that Atlantic Division, I got the Battle of Florida, baby. Tampa Bay versus versus the Florida Panthers. Uh, down in the Metro, I got the Washington Capitals uh, as the number one seed and, and playing uh, a tough Boston squad that is going to slide into that wild card spot. I don't really get to say my piece on Boston. I'll, ma- I'll make it very quickly. Uh, I still think this team, you know, obviously is going to be a, should be a playoff team. And is one of the topper, the better teams in the, uh, in the NHL, but I just think a year older, uh, a deep playoff run, I think they might be slow to start. I just, I definitely see them in the playoffs, but I see fresher teams like Carolina, uh, or I mean, Tampa and Florida, uh, you know, potentially just leapfrogging them with their talent. Uh, and then in my two, three matchup, I got the Philadelphia Flyers matching up with the, uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. You guys, you want to go, uh, go ahead and say yours? I've got the number one
2: overall seed, Washington, playing wild card two, Buffalo. Uh, or, or excuse me, I'm sorry. that I, I, I just muffled that up. I've got – or, yeah, no, that's, that's right. Forget I just said that. Yeah, number one overall seed, Washington, playing Buffalo, wild card two. I've got a rematch of last year for the third year in a row. I've got the number two team in the conference, and the number one in the Atlantic, the Toronto Maple Leafs playing the Boston Bruins as the first wild card team. Um, and then in the Metro divisional matchup, I've got New Jersey-Pittsburgh. Um, and in the Atlantic divisional matchup, I've got Tampa Bay-Montreal.
1: Wow. Well, you know what, fellas? I'm just going to go. I, I, awesome. I think I would like to see... I would really like to see um, Toronto... Come out of the uh, Atlantic, mm-hmm. and I kind of think, as much as I, oh man, I really don't want. I mean, I, I I'm looking here at the Capitals. I think the Capitals are going to become are going to come out of the uh, Metro. Okay. In Terms of doing matchups and everything like that. I'm, I'm just, you know. I'm,
0: give us, give us your
2: cup pick, Dad.
1: My cup pick?
2: Yeah. What your way too early cup pick
1: you my way too early cup pick is um I sort of think Tampa Bay yeah I just think I think they are going to be on a mission this year. I think they were so humiliated last year after that great run. I really like their coach i they've got you know great players on that team, great personnel, it's a great locker room um I don't know. I just think that that uh, they still have so many parts on that team that are are critical and and great performers. I just think I think they're going to really be on a mission this year to redeem themselves and um, and uh, and win the cup. Um, and in terms of who they would play, I mean, wow, it's so early, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I always lean Sharks just because of Tommy. And, uh, but I, you know what? I kind of think if Dallas can get it together and keep it together, I could see them coming out of the, coming out of the West. Yeah. You know, but it's just, you know, I'm, yeah. You yeah. Guys are, you guys have, all guys have forgotten more about this stuff than I know in terms of just really going through lineups and percentages and everything like that. I just, um, there's a lot of teams this year that are really going to, I think, take a step back from last year, and it's going to—it's going to be interesting to see where, you know, where everyone ends up, you know, once we get to the spring.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, Dad, if if you have no other takes that you'd like to say, Lee and I could take it over from here, and you and you can hit the sack if you want. I mean, we're going to—I kind of just want to
1: see. Uh... Hopefully,
2: you'll get some sleep after that.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, look, here, I'll give you these before I go upstairs. I'm, I'm, my, my prediction for the Calder is Jack Hughes. All right. I am going with McKinnon for the heart. Okay. I think I'm going to go with t- back-to-back Tampa Bay boys here. I think I think Hedman's going to win the Norris. All right. And Veseleski the Vesna. Wow. And uh, I think a repeat. That'd be a repeat for them. I think yeah. they just won it. Well, Hedman just – did Hedman win? No. No, the kid from Calgary. Uh, What's his name? From Calgary, one. No,
0: Giordano. My, my fault. My fault.
1: Giordano. Yep. Giordano won. Yeah. Kuchlov won. That's my fault. Love, we'll do this again when I'm when, I've got, when I get when it gets a little bit earlier in the evening.
0: Yeah, um, no. When it gets a little bit later in the year, we can we can check back. Um, yeah, Dad, just log off of Skype whenever you want. Uh, Lee, I'm, I'm just going to go through my my Western Conference. If you want to do yours as well. Yep. Alright guys. I got Dallas as the the one seat. Alright, alright, all right, Pops. Night Thank man. You guys. Take love care. You love, you, love you too. Later.
1: Later, boys. <laughs> I removed him from the call. He didn't know how to do
2: it. I, I fucking had to remove him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did not. Tom <laughs> Oh, oh, you did oh. Tom Murray left. Um oh. Oh. Oh, man. Um, all right. I, I got Vegas as my number one overall seed, uh, and I got them facing St. Louis in the first round. Um, then I have San Jose facing Calgary as a 2 3 matchup. Over in the Central, I got Dallas, Chicago, and uh, Nashville, Colorado.
2: Um, I've got Colorado as the one seed playing Wildcard 2 Arizona. And I've got Vegas as the one okay. team in the Pacific playing the wild card one, St. Louis. So I've got that Knights-Blues matchup in the first round as well. And then I've got San Jose-Edmonton in the Pacific and
0: Dallas-Chicago in, in, the, uh, in the Central. Wow. And uh, I missed this in, in the Pacific. Uh, what, what, just give me a short, short blurb on, on why you're low in Calgary this year. Um
2: not a huge fan of the goaltending. think a lot of juice has run out after last year. Uh, I think Colorado kind of exposed them last year in the first round. And um, honestly, I just think the NHL is such a year-to-year league. And uh, I, I obviously yeah. can see them competing. But I think that if they don't get off to as hot of a start as they did last year, that they could kind of fall behind and be playing catch-up a little bit. And I think last year that – Not a lot of people acknowledge how great they started out, and I don't necessarily think that's characteristic of the talent on their team. I think that was more of just kind of a wave they were riding with goaltending and whatnot. So could happen again this year, but not not necessarily sold.
0: You've also clearly uh, picked a side in the Battle of Alberta. You're an Edmonton guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I've also also completely abandoned my
2: love for Cam Talbot back on the days when he was the backup goalie for the New York Rangers. I thought he was the future of the franchise.
0: So, you should have been proud of me. I, I saved a snide comment when I was going over Calgary. I was, yeah, you know, take yeah. a shot at you, but I didn't. <laughs> um, what's your uh, What's your Eastern and Western Conference Finals?
2: Um, in the Eastern Conference, I've got Toronto, Pittsburgh, um,
0: okay. and in the Western, I've got Dallas, Vegas. Okay. Um, I've got Washington, Tampa Bay, and, and Vegas, Colorado. Um, what's, your, what's your cup, man? Toronto Maple Leafs winning the cup
2: over the Dallas Stars in a, in a six-game series. Six games. Yep.
0: Toronto going into Dallas and, and, and getting that win. Getting
2: that last W, yeah. I loved what I saw out of the Maple Leafs last year in the playoffs, having a big yep. big number on Boston in the series bet. I was not confident after that series yep. started. I um, thought the Bruins were a little bit lucky to win. And I just think with a year under their belt, the chemistry they have, the pressure on Babcock, uh, the city getting over the hump with the basketball team winning the championship. I know that might be a little bit out there, but I just think this is a year where the Maple Leafs are kind of poised for things to come together, um, and, and I, I'm, I think that they're going to be very, very hard to beat in the, in the playoffs, especially if Anderson's playing the same way he did last year. So uh, I just think this team, although they're a little bit top-heavy, I think they're gonna have that, those first couple lines are going to rattle teams. You know how much I like Marner. I think he's going to take another step in his development too. I was toying with the fact of picking him as the Hart Trophy winner, quite honestly, but I just think there's too much talent at the top mm-hmm. end of that roster that the stats are going to be distributed a little yeah. more evenly. Um, but I like I like the Maple Leafs to bring it home this year.
0: Yeah, it was really tough, uh, you know, between them and Tampa Bay. That's what I really hope we're seeing, you know, in 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 the latter part of April is is a Toronto Tampa Bay playoff matchup because I think. Whoever wins that series in this way too early preview, I think, is gonna to go to the cup. But I I've got Tampa Bay uh, best in Washington and I've got Vegas best in Colorado setting up a, a Tampa Bay Vegas Stanley Cup and I got Vegas taking it home. Wow. Um, this team, I mean, they don't if they're not, you know, even if they're not the one seed, if they just get into the dance, they just are they're such pricks to play against in and, mm-hmm. and playoff hockey and, and it's just so hard, I think, to to beat them four times in a seven game series um and, and i just really think that they're they're this is really their window especially with flurry getting up there and, and not really knowing um uh, you know what they're gonna have so i and i i would love to be wrong and, and have vegas you know completely uh shit the bed this year and have the sharks really take that mantle in the, in the division and, and be primed for at least a conference finals run again but i just think vegas is too staunch of an opponent
2: i think a lot of I think Vegas is a good pick but I just think a lot of it relies on Fleury somewhat standing on his head and I think that the older he gets that the window is kind of closed yep. and we're not going to see I don't think we're going to see a playoff run like they had um 2 years ago when they went to the Stanley Cup and and lost. So I just ultimately think that similar to last year that although the team's very good and Fleury will be very good for a certain amount of time, I don't think he will be able to um, you know kind of carry them to uh to the play or to the Stanley Cup, which I ultimately think he may have to, and I think Dallas will overwhelm them in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but yeah, I, we're 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 uh, we're in the same kind of ballpark. Um, I like Montreal more than you. I like Edmonton more than you. You like Nashville more than yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you like Philly more than I do. So, but we're generally kind of you know we're within we're
0: within like you know arms length. We're definitely, you know, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and then you have you have Dallas, Colorado, as the uh, the Metro playoff matchup. I do. You mean you mean Central? Yeah. yeah Central. My fault. Yeah. 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 And, and Vegas, San Jose. I got Vegas. I got Edmonton beating San Jose. You got, you got You yeah. got Edmonton beating yeah. San Jose. I think, I, I think my
2: prop, my NHL. I'll, but you
0: but my, 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 I'll take if that happens. i
2: you want to go, man? All right. This is recorded. My NHL, yeah. my NHL prophecy is Edmonton wins a playoff series this year. That's my, that's my NHL prophecy. It's it's McDavid's you should get on the year. Number baby.
0: man, you should get on that number. Oilers make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I very well may. Darnell Nurse, baby, breakout year. It's only one plus one sixty-five, but you know. Yeah. Speaking well, of cause... speaking of plus numbers, um, you want to do you want to get in there or let's do awards first? Uh, you want to run through your awards real quick? Uh, yeah, I got McDavid
2: winning the heart. Um, like I alluded to earlier, I've got John Klingberg winning the Norris, Corey Schneider winning the Vesna. I got Kako winning the Calder. That's a hard pick right there. Um, definitely, I think Hughes may have better opportunities in terms of like what Dad was saying, where he generates a little more offense, where Kako can capitalize on offense that's generated for him. But I still think Kako's just going to be so electric and uh, ultimately down the stretch win the trophy. And then for the Adams Trophy, I, I got Kruger. Uh, in Buffalo. I think that the hmm. Sabres are going to make the playoffs this year. And kind of like you said, I'm putting a lot of blind faith in the fact that he's got I love the business background, the the team building background, the I just think he's he's primed to come back to the NHL and and I think he's ready to kind of, you know, similar to the analytics in the NFL a little bit. Kind of just take a new approach with a very a team that's just a team and a fan base that's just poised for and, and ready for a playoff berth. So, yep. I think he's going to get the best out of Eichel, and, and I think he's going to ultimately win the award.
0: Yep. Buffalo always leading American viewership in the playoffs, and the, and the Sabres haven't been in. Sheesh. Just, just you know, yeah, market-
2: that's brutal, up. man.
0: Yeah, you got to get there. You, know? you got to get there. Yeah. Um, I got McKinnon winning the heart. He's at plus one thousand. If, if any of you guys at home want to uh, sprinkle a little bit on that, wow. I got Roman. Yeah, I know. Uh, Roman Yossi winning the Norris at plus fourteen hundred. I just think with Subban gone, he's going to be—he's a guy who has kind of been, you know, due. He's on a contract year. I just really think that he's going to have a huge year in Nashville. I got Bobrovsky winning the Vesna. That's at thousand. I just, you know, if Florida's going to make the playoffs, Bobrovsky's going to have to be a player ipso facto he's going to be in that conversation and I just I like him for the uh the Vesna. I got I got the aforementioned Kalen McCarr winning the the Calder Memorial Trophy uh he's at plus 500 and I just the fact that he's already got a little bit of playoff experience the role that he's going to be playing uh you know he's already at he I think was a 2017 draft so he's 21 20 years old he's he's already a little bit older than the two other Kako and Hughes and I just think he just is a really special player, and especially at defense, it's going to be really easy to notice. And much like uh, Heskin and Dalene last year. And then wrapping it up, winning the Adam's Trophy, I got, I got, I'm going chalk with the favorite, Joel Quenneville, uh, Florida. If they're, I think if they're going to be in the conversation, Quenville's is going to be right in that conversation for for Coach of the Year, winning the Jack Adams Award. And you know, this guy was. Three years ago, considered you know the best coach in the and in the NHL, or maybe yep. the second best coach. So I yep. think the the impact that he potentially can make on this organization is huge.
2: Yeah. Huh? Um. Don't don't disagree with any of those. I think Kale McCarr at plus five hundred is a great bet, man. Like you said, yeah. having the experience he had at the at the highest level in the playoffs, and you know. Yeah. Uh, I just think that maybe I don't know. I think he's going to be getting a lot of points this year. I think he's he's incredible. Yep. So. I forget that he's eligible
0: still. He is still eligible. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting similar feelings to the Kyler Heisman bet. You know, it's just, yeah. I think I got to pull on it because yeah. I just don't,
2: I yeah. can't have the, the same. The odds players. aren't quite as good, but No, they definitely still.
0: aren't. Um, do you have any, did you look at any team totals or anything that you liked or any no, other No, I, I didn't.
2: I, I was, I've been working, so I haven't seen yeah. them. But based on, based on what I predicted, I probably would like, New Jersey's over. Philly's under. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnipeg. I don't. I probably would stay away because they're probably would like Nashville's under a little bit more than Winnipeg's under. Um,
0: Edmonton's over. Montreal's over. Yep. Um, I'll get into some of the team totals, and maybe you can just stick around. And uh, I yeah. think there's a couple that that uh, you know that we that we really would like. Um, first off, Minnesota under eighty-seven and a half points. At minus 115, I really like that. I just think this team's going to be at the bottom of this division. And, you know, they they very well could be flirting in the 80s, but I think it's a safe bet for them to go 80, 800. Um, Dallas and Colorado both are set at 97.5 points. I think think they're both going to be in that 100-point range as teams that are really um, dominating throughout the year. Tampa Bay under 108 eight and a half points, so under 109 points basically. Uh, I just think that that's just a pure value thing. I, I I wouldn't be you know yeah they just they had 128 points last year. It's, I think it's a bit of an inflated number, and I just would kind of just fade that with you know both of our trust in Toronto. I think, and the fact that Toronto's going to have to have quite the year um, yeah. if if Tampa Bay is going to be a second place team with 108 points. Um, some other numbers real quick washington's at ninety seven and a half. I like that over San jose's at ninety four and a half. I like that over. they've had hundred points the last couple of years and I think with the you know the the, the level of competition in this division, I think they they should be prime for a nice uh nice season and then Florida over at uh, ninety five and a half points.
2: yeah, I put the win totals next to all these teams of like kind of just a general prediction um, uh-huh. and I had washington's at fifty eight so that kind of just goes to yeah. show kind of where I'm at with, with, with yeah. the Capitals. I just think they're going to really get back to get back to it this year. I think they're really, in all facets of the game, I think they're a solid team. And like you said, Holpe, with it being a contract year, even if they don't resign him, I just think he's going to have a very solid year. He's a really good goaltender. So I think they're going to the, end up winning the President's Trophy this year. Um, Minnesota had at 34 wins, so I would love that under two. Um, yeah. I I just think that they're kind of still finding their identity and unfortunately are not really in a, in a position where they can compete in that division. Um, and then I had Toronto at 55 wins, Tampa Bay at 55 wins, uh, San Jose at 50 wins, Vegas at 50 wins, Edmonton at 46 wins, New Jersey. I had at 48 wins, so maybe a little bit high, but I do like Mm -hmm. the Devils a lot this year, um, and uh, yeah, definitely think that they're over would be worth looking at. Um,
0: Ed- Edmonton's at eighty-five and a half for points, so, so that yeah, might be, that, that might be a, a, a safer look for you. Yeah. Then, uh, um, I got a, I got a couple that I think you uh, that you might like. Uh, I'm gonna start with point totals capo caco fifty five and a half points I kind of like the over in that i, I think that he's going to be a big part of this offense and could really put up i think he could put up sixty points in, in his rookie season mm. um you know it is it is a little bit high, but um i just i I, I think that he 's going to have a pretty big year along with Hughes and uh, McCar. I think all those guys are are good moves for the calder as well but uh, and then nathan McKinnon, his his lines at ninety nine and a half so he after not hitting a hundred last year. Uh, he's getting challenged to hit a hundred. I think he's going to have a huge year really hard or not. And I think he is a lock to get a, at least a hundred points this year. Um, and then a couple plays on the Norris uh, Yossi's plus 1400 Seth Jones is plus 1600 and Eric Carlson is plus 650. Those are all, those are kind of my three guys that I, I really think have a good shot of it. And Hedman's plus 600 as well. I think he really, I think should be the favorite uh, and I, I, you know, yeah. I just think the Norris, the Norris. I think, in, at least for to me personally, I think is a little bit easier to um, predict. Uh, I don't know. Uh, those are just some numbers that, that I liked.
2: Yeah, it's always like it's always somewhat easy to rely on guys that you know are proven top line defensemen um, that yeah. have performed year after year because usually their numbers are all within within arm's length of each other. You know, down the stretch, and it just takes one of them just kind of separating. Um, yeah, like, like you, like dad was saying was Giordano and Hedman, you, you could hardly choose who would win the Norris, you know, it's a tough conversation to have. Um, so yeah, I think Carlson's an interesting, the only thing with that is just injury with Carlson. Um, if he, if he misses a, you know, 20 games or something like that, it's going to have a hard time, you know, being being in the running for anything just because of the games missed. So, um,
0: well, that's. That's so huge. I mean, going back to the little sharks conversation, and that is—that's just so integral to them. I mean, you know, making the financial commitment that they've made. I think they wouldn't have done that if they weren't fully, at least, you know, very confident that he was going to be back full health. And health, and the, the word is that he really has, you know, all of his range of motion. All of his range of motion back, and you know. His, is ready to, to get going, so I, I'm really expecting a year across this year, and I would not be surprised if he led the team at uh, points Yeah, um, that can pretty much wrap it up. Uh, I had two more props uh, for no playoffs. Winnipeg is plus 130 to not make the playoffs, and Minnesota is minus 175. Not really good value on Minnesota, but if I had some deep pockets, yeah, I throw I throw 175 grand on Minnesota <laughs> not to make the playoffs. Yeah, give me 100 grand real quick. You know, yeah, yeah. I just think there's I would I would be shocked really, despite all the parity. I mean, this league's great. Really, there's select oh, few teams. Yeah, it's really so hard to do the-
2: that in the NHL. But it I is. just think that they're they're hands down. And this is another thing where it could be just like classic intro material or whatever, but they're just hands down the worst team in that division. Like, there's no question yes. about it. And, yes. and, and their best players are almost non-factors in a way. Um, yeah. And I just don't Matt really Dumba's see them... Like their best, is their best player. Yeah. Like, they just you know, don't really... Easy. It, it gets, it's, it's slim yeah. pickings, man. It's slim pickings. So I think Minnesota's kind of at a stage where they maybe change the uniforms. I don't know. It's not, not looking good for the Wild. Another... Similar to Buffalo, very hungry fan base, probably get a solid viewership up in, uh, up, up in the Twin Cities come playoff time, regardless of if they're in it or not. So great hockey town, but uh, not putting a great product on the ice. And the whole general manager situation, you know, this offseason, just not a lot to be excited about in, in Minnesota for this team.
0: Wrap it up.